Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hayden Outbound Podcast. I'm Philip, And I'm Brad. We're going to be talking about the Titan submarine today. We're going to give you our reaction to that. The second topic we're going to talk about is maybe stereotypes to family reunions, because that's near and dear to us, because we both attended one today. Brad's got some stereotype questions that we're going to have a little fun with. And then lastly, Brad's got a challenge for me. He's still a little sore that I was the winner of the cheeseburger challenge, and so he's going to present me with this. Brad, tell him what we have at the end of the show today. Well, you've moved on to the second round of the playoffs. The rest of us lost, and you have won in advance. So we're going to see if your championship caliber taste buds are equipped for the second round. We're going to see if you can uh, sample eight different drinks. Three of those are teas. Five of them are from the Cola family, and see if you can identify so we'll say that if you can go above 500, I'm going eight then, for eight. Okay, we'll, we'll say I'm I'm expecting five of eight equals the win. I, I like to raise the bar high. So five of eight's a win. Five of the eight is a win. So you're not gonna make me go eight for eight like you do in your song titles, where I have to do the both. Right. Also, I'm gonna need you to in Latin tell me the ingredients Excellent. of the drink. Challenge accepted. All right. First of all, our condolences to the family of the Titan crew that passed away. Truly a tragedy. But what we wanted to do today is just give our thoughts on three aspects of the submarine, just the expedition in total. Well, the first question is, Brad, would you have invested $250,000 to have taken that expedition? On my current income, no. But if I'm a billionaire, like several of the passengers, it's hard for us to say what we would do until we were in the situation. Yeah, I don't have $250,000. Yeah, but I would like to say that, no, I would not. I think that I would rather get a CDU and go right around, maybe. One of my thoughts is if I had the finances to be able to spend $250,000 on a trip or an expedition or, or any certain one event, I just feel like that the world offers a lot of things above board, if you will, that I would like to see without having to go 13,000 feet down. Not to say that I'm sure that's amazing to go down there and see that. Mm -hmm. But, man, there's so many other things that I've not gotten to experience that I would just like to go and see. Yeah. Well, I've kind of gotten an education this week. Uh, Our friend Tommy, who's a numbers guy. Bet you didn't know that. Yes, right. I know it now, though. He gave me a full education, um, told me the whole function of, of dams and how they're built uh, to withstand the weight and pressure of water and to give you a, an understanding of, of how much pressure that little submarine was under. Every foot of water is equal to like eight point something pounds. Mm. So you go two feet, you got 16 pounds on top of you. You go four feet you're up to 32 pounds. So like how many pounds of pressure was on that little vessel? In the CBS article that they wrote two days ago, talking about the people who were lost in the tragedy, one of the experts weighed in and said that that amount of pressure, if there was, there's not an upside Mm -hmm. to the tragedy, but if there was an upside, and that's how he framed it is that that amount of pressure would have been instantaneous. Right. And, you know, without having any agony or suffering or anything, because to speak to what you're talking about, I, I don't know what kind of math that would be. That, that What is the pressure at that depth? 
Are we getting into that whole unseen math world that we know nothing about? We're talking like metric tons. Yeah, we don't even have that. We don't have two hundred fifty thousand, and we don't have the brain power to right. do the math on the pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> based on our checking books uh, and, and and bank accounts, um, I guess the most concerning thing that me and you have is maybe stepping on something in Smith Lake. Yeah, and and I don't like. I don't even like that. No. I was at Smith Lake this weekend in about 12 foot of water, and I, I, I keep my feet up even in even in 12 feet of water because I'm not a scuba diver guy. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. That's not my arena. I bet you could find some things if you were a scuba guy at Smith Lake. No doubt. Yeah. I'm more of a, if I had the choice between scuba diving and magnet fishing, I'm, I'm choosing magnet fishing every time. Yeah. We had a little magnet fishing experience. Me and Ashley drove a few magnets through uh, Smith Lake Park one time how'd you do accumulated about a dollar and 40 cents and change and a lot of rocks well you're right. richer for it yeah it almost covered the price of the receipt when we <laughs> bought the magnets so <laughs> no doubt so final uh, final answer from you if you had two hundred fifty thousand, well first of all you've said you didn't have two hundred fifty thousand for, but if you had two hundred fifty thousand, would that be what you would do would you invest it in going down in a explorer mm-hmm. to the titanic no. Well, we agree. Well, how about that little story I told you earlier about the Titanic, how there has been explorations earlier? You want to hear that one? Yeah, go for it. All right, so you're familiar with the, the Titanic exhibit up in uh, Pigeon Forge? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we were up there several years ago around Thanksgiving uh, on our way to West Virginia, and the guy who uh, gives the tours, does the speaking, he looks like a carbon copy of the guy who played the captain in the Titanic movie. Full dress, gray beard. Very prestigious. Uh, right, right. Uh, well-spoken, eloquent speaker. He uh, was talking to a group of, of the kids that were there, talking to the adults too, but he brought the kids up front, and, and Case happened to be on the front row, and he called Case out and said, I'm going to give you an opportunity that not many people get. And he said, I'm going to let you hold a piece of the Titanic. And I'm sitting there thinking, what is he talking about? Is this part of the act? But um, he's a... He landed that role. They pay him well. He basically comes down as an actor, and he's a seasonal entertainer, lives up north somewhere. I think he said Michigan. So he gives him a little piece of metal. He said it came from uh, outside the – it was the steel structure outside the window frame. So he claims that sometime he, along with maybe 20 other passengers, were on a Russian submarine, a decommissioned Russian sub. It's kind of like the – I guess you'd say the black market of of travel – uh, not sanctioned, yeah. um, definitely not covered or advertised, I guess you'd say, insurance-wise. So they go down, and they've got one of the arms that reaches out and gets it, and he said that he had been offered like a, a ridiculous amount of money for that little piece of metal. And I think he said he claimed maybe 50000 he was Man, offered. That's strong. It is. Uh, to me and you, that's a piece of scrap iron, but his and his uh, argument he said it's a precious metal because it's something that people are fascinated with in history. Evidently, that's why people were paying two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a, you know, a sub yeah. ticket to go down to, to view it. And cool, true or not, cool story, interesting. Yeah. Right, wrong, or indifferent. That's just not my sentiment. Whoever offered me fifty thousand dollars for that piece of iron that would have been there. Oh man, I would have. Yeah, probably. 25 30 bucks me not knowing any better and i went so. bought a piece of property or something yeah with it or that's right it and try to make that's right more coins on it 
Well, let's talk about the second question. How will Ocean Gate Submarine, in your opinion, again, this is our opinion, catastrophe mm -hmm. impact the recruitment and retention of future personnel? I just don't think that people learn lessons and say, never again. I think they say, what did they do wrong? How can we make it better? Let's go forward. I think you're right. I think you're right. For me, this is plenty. I'm not interested at all. Yeah. I've always been slightly terrified of the ocean anyway, man. That's just a – there are some critters in there. That is a force that, I mean, I mean, we, we talked about the undertows earlier. You're not as afraid of them as I am. So. Well, but that's a lot different. That's very shallow. Yes, that's true. As opposed to 13,000. Yeah, but just I'm, I'm that – I give that much respect to the ocean that, man, there are like a million things, including the ocean itself, that will kill you. Yeah. Well, the power of wind and the power of water. Yes. I don't know that it can, the fullness of it can be measured. So you're talking about the power of the pressure of water. And then with the red flags, the reason he's saying that is the double red flags that they've had down around Panama City recently. Mm -hmm. People can't even, they're not supposed to even legally get in the water. And then a number of people each day are having to be rescued because of the undertow. Are we talking legally toe in the water or ankle, knee deep? I mean, water is completely off limits. A report that I got from a family that recently returned said that they had patrols going up and down the beach, not only on land, but also in air, keeping people out of the water. Wow. And that was their report. I wasn't down there, but that's what they said. Must be legit if they're wanting to keep people out that much and as brett said i'm not super fearful of the current because the only time in the gulf coast that we get any waves that are worth body surfing or body boarding or surfing is when it's dangerous mm -hmm. you know so that's the only time that you can go out there and really have fun is when there is a red flag tell you what just a little throwback to last week what we had talked about with our boy chuck um I've not heard the ocean spoken of this month or this much since a few years back. The him and you know Chuck Norris and the the great white sharks had the the written agreement. Did you ever read that one? Mm -mm. They they agreed to stay in the water and he agreed to stay on land. Mm. So yeah, Chuck <laughs> doing his thing. Chuck. So you think uh, putting a close on number two. Your opinion is this will not deter a certain subgroup of people. They will look and see what, what could have done, been done better, make the fixes, and head back out. I guess that depends on your level of thrill seeker. You know, there's some, some people that they're just looking for that next challenge. Like, what is there, there's some kind of void, and the only thing that will fill it is that adrenaline and that rush. So, And there's nothing wrong with that. We all mm -hmm. have that in some arena. Mm-hmm whether it be in sports, investing, gambling. I mean, some people get their thrill through you know, the, yeah. putting the money out there. They might lose it. There's all kinds of ways to do yeah. it. This is just super extreme, one mistake, your life is over kind of situation. I'm not into that. Yeah, I, I think there's some people that get their rush from relaxation and peace, just a tranquil surrounding, and others are – they're getting it from knowing that they pushed it to the limit and they survived it. Yeah. So I'm definitely the in the first crowd I spoke of. I like those peaceful situations. I like a good Sunday nap. Yes. I enjoyed one of those today. That'll get you jacked up. Mm-hmm.
All right, third question. What drives people to take great risk in exploration and similar high-risk endeavors? So what is it inside of us that says, you know what, this is dangerous, I'm going for it anyway? I, mean, I think part of it just depends on what you're looking for, that thrill that we just spoke of, or when you look at the percentage of the ocean that is unexplored, like what's out there. Is there a fame element? Oh, yeah, I think so. The, there's the notoriety, there's the likes, the following, the, you know, just getting your brand out there. Well, few things have superseded this story right. over the last week. Have we I talked mean, I didn't about know any of these five people yeah. or six people before now? Right. And just like any other news story, it's always accompanied by the conspiracy. I don't know that I'm familiar with all the conspiracies. Well, we have to share that. Ashley uh, informed me on some of these, saying that some of these guys, you know, these some of these are the the wealthiest people in the world. You know, we're mm-hmm. talking about billionaires. With a B. Mm-hmm. Uh, 250K is not a lot when you think about that you're a billionaire. Yeah, that's true. That'd be like us going to Papa John's. Or we'd go to Taco Bell. Yeah. So... You know, it's the conspiracies are forming. Uh, the ideas that they're formulating now is that what did they know? Like, uh, as far as like, what did you see? When yeah, you, were down there? Uh, you know, there's always the alien uh, conspiracy. Is that like, where we're keeping the aliens? Uh, I know. I think it's one of them knew something about uh, extraterrestrial beings or something, or there was they they had some type of knowledge. And then there's the whole Navy conspiracy. Like, uh, you know, they they knew or they heard the explosion on sonar or, or whatever uh, instrument they detected it on. You know, it's just all these. Uh, there again, are, are these, you know, possibilities or are people just coming up with these crazy uh, headlines there again for notoriety, just to be read, just to be heard. So, like, uh, even on, uh, I saw it's either on TikTok or uh, one of the YouTube short reels. Uh, it's a video that claims to be the last video of them before the implosion. How is that? With I mean, the technology today, you can make anything look real. Yes. I, I'm going to, you know, so I'm a skeptic and have become more skeptical over the last what, four years with all the fake news and mm-hmm. everything. But we can do tons of stuff. I watched a guy basically become Tom Cruise some sort of AI camera thing. I mean, it shows his face. You can clearly see him. And then all of a sudden it switches. He looks just like Tom Cruise and he's just sitting there talking and you couldn't have told it was the difference. So I don't know. It's hard to know the truth these days. Just think of all the Snapchat filters, what those do. It's just a simple little, basically a child's game now, how they change your appearance. So yeah, I'm to the point now. Make you look good. Yeah. I hadn't found one yet, but I'm sure some people have found one. Well, maybe they'll step it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm beyond hell. <laughs> so. That's not true, Brad. Well, I do. So we said fame. Sometimes not saying these guys were looking for fame or anything, mm-hmm. but that's a driver for great risk. And then just the simple fact of can I do it? Can it be done? All right, confession time. Uh-oh. What stupid thing have you done? just to get that attention or that man 
what did I do that could have been that could have gone south in a hurry? This is a dumb one. Mm-hmm. But any boy who is sixteen takes stupid risks to impress their friends. One night, my grandfather had a classic 1995 Chevrolet Silverado with the 350 in it. And back then, burning the rubber off the tires was something that we were really into. I guess we just liked the sound of it, the smoke. And the truck that I drove normally, my daily driver wouldn't really do it, but Papa let me take his truck out that night. And I said, man, I'm going to light these tires up real quick. And we were down there by... That little car lot that has the U-Hauls used to be pit stop a long time ago. You know, Jax mm-hmm. is like, that right. go down that hill, and then Jax is up there on the left right there. Right. Well, I pulled out of that parking lot where there's a huge ravine right there that goes down to a creek. Well, I came out of that parking lot just lighting them up, boy. And the truck started going sideways, and when it kicked back around to the right, that back tire almost went down boy, off the curb into that ravine. You'd have been in trouble. S- it was a brand new truck. Mm-hmm. I don't know why in the world he let me take it out that night, but that was it. And I said, you know what? Learned a lesson here without having to pay the ultimate price. Right. Tightened up. Yeah, I got several of those too. It seemed like they involve a vehicle also. So boys and vehicles and having a lead foot, it seemed like there was a theme there. 100%. Yeah. Had a, I always loved Z28s, man. Obsessed with Camaro. Camaro. Yeah. Just, you know, 350. We're talking about the same engine that was under the hood of that truck and you know that same LT1. engine yes that same engine under the hood of a car that weighs probably 1500 pounds less talking about scooting i'm up at florence come off a turn decided i want to show my buddies how fast that thing is twisted the fan belt off the pulleys get it son that thing crawled sideways and i knew i had lost it <laughs> and I just locked them up. <laughs> we kept sliding, and we stopped about that far from the curb. We're talking probably I would have dinged up a rim. I mean, we're in no danger of flipping. I just, man, you just you don't realize how much you lose control of those things once they break traction. Well, before we move into family reunion talk, we've been talking a lot about news, and I just want to let you guys know about this week's sponsor, the Blunt Tribune. If you haven't checked them out on Facebook or they have a website and all the information will be in the description of this video, we want to thank them for sponsoring episode 23 today. So if you're looking for some real news, uh, you know, what do you mean? Well, you know, they know what we mean. If they listen to us, I uh, want you to go over there and check the Blunt Tribune out, especially on Facebook. Give them a like so you can catch all their recent updates. All right, Brad. Family reunion. All right. So stereotypical reunion experiences you've got to answer truthfully and so will i i'm going to give you different scenarios and you say yay or nay have you experienced these have you committed them or at least witnessed them you ready yay or nay i don't even get to explain myself that's right no defense Uh, if it makes a if it makes for a good talk i'm comfortable all right so experience number one with a family reunion, have you ever crashed one? Yes. Yay. Sorry. Sorry. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we don't have to go King no, James I'm version. Go King James. This is okay. good. That's good. Hmm. So thou hast crasheth <laughs> a union Yay. of thy family. <laughs> okay. Yayest I have us. All right. So you've crashed one. Um, 
I cannot say that I have crashed one. I've I've only been to a few. But I, I've been invited. I think I've only been to like three three different family reunions. So but none outside your family. Not that I know of. All right. So you ever been hit on at a family reunion? <laughs> no. <laughs> have you? I won't say yes and no. Wow, no, you can't say yes, it's yay. Romantically, no. With the rod of correction, yes. Mm. Okay. I went like what it did there? romance. Yeah. I'm sure when I was younger, when I was going to my own family reunions, that I got whipped, and I probably. All right. If I didn't, I deserved it. Been asked to give money. Yay. Have you? Yes. You're out of character. You keep using real English. I need you to go old English. Yay. Good. Yay. But those things are not free. Someone has to foot the bill on those things, right? Right. Things things never just come for free. You ever been to a family reunion and contributed none and ate all? So y'all ate good that day. The family The family did well. And so, did, and so did your wallet. Always went well. I'm trying to think. I know that I attempted to put money in and was told not to. But I think, so you're telling me not to lie, and I try not to lie anyway. I can't remember how it ended up going. I know the money was already out of my wallet, and I don't know if I just said, well, I appreciate you telling me I don't have to, but mm-hmm. I did it anyway, or if he literally made me put it back. I can't remember, Brad. I got to right. go undecided. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to have a little justification here. I'm going to say I've been to one without contributing financially, but I've tried to contribute with with labor. There you go. So, which is take out trash, yeah, set up, clean up. Mm-hmm. Which I think is do something. the older generation that's probably what they would rather you do. Yes. They don't want your money. They want your love, your time, your attendance. And then if you want to give back with your that's help right. and clean up, I think that's probably above and beyond what they expect. Yeah, uh, the, that's a big one there with the attendance. Um, and we'll take a little side road here just a little bit. Do you think that, that our generation has lost the ability to assemble and get together and celebrate those things? Like, Do you think social media the digital age has kind of taken away our ability and our desire to get together like the, the older generations did. We definitely do not have the appreciation for it as the older generation. No. Mm-hmm. Have we lost our ability to assemble? Absolutely not. We still assemble wherever we want to assemble. Right. But I think the appreciation for it, and I think we're less comfortable being around people. Yeah, true. Especially people we're not in our circle. We've taken the focus and the concentration off of the big family and understanding your family and knowing where you come from to the immediate family. All the concentration is on just what's under my roof and in between my four walls. Which is sad because mm-hmm. at the end of your your family reunion that I attended today, mm-hmm. I went over there to the wisdom table. So what's the wisdom table? The gray head, the silver, the silver heads, or, or maybe none at the top. It's when the collective age is past five hundred years. That's right. That's where I went. Why did I go over there to learn? Right. I went over there and listened to what they had to say, 
and I got some nuggets. So there, that's what we miss. That's one of the huge things we miss by not going to family reunions and not investing in spending time with the older generation is, buddy, they've lived it. Mm-hmm. They've made the mistakes. They've had the wins. And nine times out of ten, they're happy to share them with you if right. you just sit there and listen. I enjoy spending my time around that older crowd. Me too. They're, I like it. Yeah, they're sharp. I've always, I've always appreciated and enjoyed speaking to people a lot older than me. All right, back on the the path right now. So on you path. Yes. Yay or nay? Have you ever let your kids just run wild at a reunion? Yes. Yay. Yay. Man, that's hard. What about you? Yay, unknowingly. <laughs> okay. But when I when I called them, I was like, "All right, time to reel it in again." All kids run wild at some time, and you just especially that, boys. That's right, and they're like fish. You can't always catch them. So, you as a kid, did you ever run wild at a family reunion? Yes. Yay. Man, I am over seven on that. Yay. We had, uh, for several years, we had the family reunion at Gardendale Civic Center, which had a basketball court, which was very nice for the families because what they did, they fixed our plates. We ate, and guess where we were sent? To the gym, which was perfect. And we went in there and just hit on wide open, no harm, no foul. The families could visit, and they knew we were taken care of in there just having our best life. So. All right. Definitely, definitely yay for me too. All right. um, Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Have you ever worn a family reunion t-shirt? Nay. Nay. All right, well, let let me, before we conclude on this, what is your favorite saying on a family reunion t-shirt that you've seen somebody else wearing? I just saw one that had a, an RV on it. I don't remember which family. I found it in the field house one time in the athletic training room. And all I could think of was Cousin Eddie. And I was like, that would be a brilliant T-shirt if you could tie your family into like a comedic family or like a you know a National Lampoon's Bremerman family reunion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Brimwalds. The Brimwalds. Yeah. I just I like I appreciated the, the motor home in there. The BB pistol on the front with Chevy Chase holding that. Yes. You remember that? He yes. held John Candy hostage. Right. At Wally World to take <laughs> him on all the yes, rides that's with right. a BB pistol. That's right. So funny. What about you? It sounds like you've seen a good one. I saw a really good one. I'm gonna leave the name out. I'm gonna say blank. It said on the front blank family reunion. On the back, in quotations, we don't die, we multiply. In <laughs> quotations. And I thought, well, fitting. Man. And the fact that you're still having family reunions. Yeah. Proof in the pudding. Yeah. Well, maybe this would be a good time to ask listeners, like, do you have any funny family reunion stories or any nuggets that you could share with us? Just maybe comment on that. If, if you don't want to reveal the family that's fine just give us the humor yeah. uh something funny that's happened at a family reunion yeah, if you're on youtube drop that in the comments we'd love to read those if you're on the podcast well you'll have to switch over to youtube to drop a comment yeah and if we get enough comments maybe we can come back and have a whole family reunion episode we can just chew on that for a while yeah well there's a lot of fun to be had there All right 
Well, let's head to the last section to your challenge, the ultimate challenge, the playoff round two. That's right. The drink challenge. Everything's set up, as you can see, labeled in front of me is one, two, three, and so on through eight. I believe these lighter colored ones will go first. I believe those are going to be our three T's. That's right. And you have all the answers over there hidden? I do. All right. Well, let's get, get started. Do you want me to drink the whole thing or just part of it? If you want to take a sip or just go back and forth and say, well, let me try two and three again. Okay. All right. Here we go. Number one. Unsweet tea. No question. And one. I, I like it. I'm going to go ahead and. A quality unsweet tea. I like it. It's that good old green cap. Mm -hmm. For those that are not from our area, that would be right. Milo's, mm -hmm. which has a great burger restaurant, and their tea is excellent, and, they sell, and they, so they sell it That's right. in the store and buy the gallon. All right, number two. Mm. Mm. So it's You're definitely, right, I'm going to have to. It's definitely sweet. Yeah. Is it artificial or is it real? That's the question. That is the question. All right. I'm going to say two is the Splenda tea. Three is the real McCoy. Three for three. Three for three, baby. Yeah. So you, right. you got five left. I've only you, got to get two. You've only got to get two of them. All right, now, if you're listening to us via podcast, four, five, six, seven, and eight are all colas. So those were the one, two, and three were teas, so we're headed to Colaville. And I can't tell a difference in color, really, in any of them. They so all, they're all dark, and they're all full of bubbles. All right. And I know the brand of all these. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be, it, okay. You didn't throw me like a Fago in here. I mean, you, you don't have to get, uh, there's one that I'll give you some leniency on. Some grace. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Number four. Root beer. For a point one of a bonus point, can you tell me what kind of root beer? Uh, I'll give you I'm, three I'll give you three choices. You got IBC, mug, or barks. What was the last one? Barks, B-A-R-Q. I'm going to say mugs. It's mug. Well, I got it? Yep. All right, so I'm four for four. All right. Root beer's weird. It's, it's a unique flavor. Mm -hmm. I, I rarely ever make that choice if I'm going in the store and opening up the cooler. Yeah. Oh, IBC in a, in a glass bottle. It was always a solid root beer. I always liked that one. We got into drinking the 32-ounce ones at one time. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. All right, we'll see what you got here. Number five. It smells, before I even tasted it, like Coca-Cola Classic. I mean, before I even tasted it. Mm-mm. Or is that Dr. Pepper? <laughs> Wait a minute. The later rounds got a little bit tougher, didn't Hold they? On. I guess. I mean, obviously, Coca-Cola Classic and Dr. Pepper are two totally different tastes. I'm going to change. I'm going to say that's Dr. Pepper. You've already won. All right. Number six. If I could start over, I probably wouldn't tell you if you get it right. That way you get to use the process of elimination. Well, we've still got three left. Yeah, that's right. 
Now there's the, that, that's more like Coca-Cola Classic there. I just won't comment Final on these. Coca-Cola Classic. Okay. I just won't comment on these last three. All right, number seven. I'm going to go Pepsi. I haven't had a Pepsi in a long time, but I'm going to go with Pepsi for number seven. All right. And then number eight. I can't even taste it. <laughs> I don't even Hold on. So man. much acidity. And fried those taste buds. I'm going to clean my palate with some Milo's fully leaded. All right. Let's see what happens. And this is a tough one. I don't. I mean, really, it's. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm gonna end up going seven for eight. I think. Because. Now let me ask you this: Is one of them a diet? Is are any of these diet? Or are they all let it on the colas? I'm gonna stick to my guns, and I'm not gonna speak on the last three. That is tough. I mean, it really. After all those, I can't. There's nothing. All right, just take a shot in the dark. What you got? I know. I mean, really, I, there's. I don't know. Have any clue what that is? Firebrand. We got. Miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> I said Coca-Cola, I said Pepsi. You hadn't named you hadn't named any knockoffs. Uh is that a is that a Doctor Thunder? Alright, here we go. So I I was too lenient on the grading scale. I, I should have said six of eight. That would have made you get seventy five percent of your shots. Mm -hmm. But you but you Achieved the score. You got five of the eight. Mm. Number six, you claimed that that was Coke. That was Coke Zero. Number seven, you called Pepsi. This was old school, old South. That was an RC Cola. Wow. Royal Crown Cola. Number eight, Coke. Just good old Coca-Cola classic. Well, I just want to say that it had the least prominent flavor the seven six and seven had much more flavor than the number six came from a plastic bottle number eight came from a can what was number six Roy? uh six was uh coke zero seven was rc cola that was a royal crown high, baby. Mm -hmm. number eight was coca-cola classic old red can coke well, I'm going to tell you that number seven solid, RC Cola. It's been a long time since I've had one. You can yeah. get those top hat, I believe. Right. Along with Sundrop, which is awesome. Yeah. All right, so I think that you you won, and I think you went on to the, the next level. Third so round the next round. baby. So I'm going to go ahead and issue the challenge. The next round, whenever that may be, Little Debbie Cakes. Blindfold taste test. Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, I, you know where my mind is.
Well, you just lost. You just. You I was thinking oatmeal cream pie. I thought, well, how which which is in right? the Little Debbie family. So you like got it. Star Crunch, you got Fudge Round, you got the Banana Twins, Swiss Rolls, mm. Nutter Butters, or whatever they call theirs. Not Nutter Butter. Nutty, uh, Buddy. Nutty Buddy. There you go. Nutter, Nutter Butter's a cookie, right? Well, Nutty Buddy is to me. That's the best one. Though. Okay. I found the recipe there. So if somebody from Little Debbie is out there watching this show and you want to send all those samples over, you can, yeah. you can uh, contact us in the comments and we'll be happy to use those, set the boxes up here yeah, and uh, give you all a little bit of play on that. And I know they don't go out of date for at least four more years, so if you've got a Christmas tree cake laying around, we'll take that too. Mm, delicious. Yeah. Good old, old white one. Chocolate's good too. Yeah. It's hard to beat the the original though. Yeah, no, I'm not, not disagreeing with you. It's yeah. So well, we've him and hauled enough. We appreciate y'all tuning in as always. Don't forget to leave us a comment as we're talking about with the family reunion. Or maybe if you'd like to see a future taste test, put it in the comments. Let us know. We might be interested in uh, giving it a try. Anything else from you? That's it. I'm all tapped out. All right. Well, this is Hayden Alabama Podcast, episode 23. See ya. See y'all.